0: Hello, and welcome to Half the Fun Podcast, Season Two, now with double the fun and half the posts. Every other week, we'll be talking about parenting, pop culture, and whatever strikes my fancy. Enjoy! All right. Well, hello, and welcome to Have the Fun Podcast, uh, season two, question mark. Um, <laughs> uh, I am your host, Jason. I'm joined by my semi-regular co-host, Allison. Hello. <laughs> uh, and our special returning guest from season one is Megan.
1: Yay. Hi.
0: How's it going, Megan?
1: It's going. It's going Good.
0: Terrific. Uh, So we invited you over as a repeat guest. I think last time you were chatting with your partner Chris. Yes. um, About married life.
1: Probably. I think we talked married life, how we got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. That kind of. Yeah.
0: Origin story. Yeah. So let's talk about a new origin story, yes. Megan. So what's going on with you?
1: I'm pregnant. <gasps> what? what? Oh my gosh, amazing. <laughs> uh, I am about 12 and a half weeks along, which is very exciting. um You're officially in the second trimester now. Unclear. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, dang I it. I jumped again. No, no, no. I'm with you because some people are like, it's after. It's like when you start the thirteenth week versus the twelfth week because of like forty weeks and dividing yeah. by. And I mm-hmm. don't know, yeah, but like, maybe. I don't. You I'm know, I'm gonna give it to you. That's not okay. sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, like, everything's supposed to get better after, All right? So yeah. sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, have you generally announced it to everyone yet?
1: Um, not really. <laughs> um, so we've like told it to our friends, and then. My family, and then most of Chris's family. Um, And by my family, I just mean my dad and brother. And I haven't like really told other people. And I feel like it's sort of a not, I don't know if I I think I'm being like subconsciously superstitious because we had a miscarriage. Well, I hate the we, but like, you know, it was still a we thing of like, you know, I had a miscarriage last year. And it was one of those things where like, It like the fetus stopped, you know, its heartbeat at like six and a half weeks, and it wasn't until nine and a half weeks that they happened to catch it with an ultrasound. So I went like so long with, like, oh, I still have something in me. And then immediately, like, we told a bunch of people right around that time. It's like, oh, we're kind of, we feel safe. And then we weren't safe. And then as I I keep going along, I keep like, oh, I should really tell people. I should tell more people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, yeah. I
0: was about that. Was be my next question? Do you feel like superstitious (laughs) or about it, or what are are you? How are you feeling about that? That's just this process. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I feel like there's like I want to feel happy about it and. I do on some level, but on the other hand, there's things like I'm not going to dye my hair until I know for sure, even though there's a lot of scientific research that shows the amount of toxins that are in hair dye are not going to get to the fetus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, but it doesn't stop me from eating lunch meats or soft cheeses, like those things. I'm like, I believe in that science, but not hair dye science. science. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: And yeah, it's just... I think like the experience of having the first miscarriage and knowing that like it could take your body four to five weeks to have to actually process a miscarriage just like makes me think every time I'm like, well, we heard the heartbeat at eight and a half weeks. So it's been four weeks. So like maybe next week I would or not. And it's just like this mm-hmm. constant cycle sometimes that I'm like, well, at 20 weeks, we'll get another ultrasound. So we'll know for sure then. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know. So you have to wait a whole eight weeks before mm-hmm. another ultrasound. Oh, I hate that waiting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And have you done the genetic testing yet? Is that time for that? Yeah,
1: um, It is time for that where you're going to end up doing the cell-free DNA, which I don't know if you did that, Allison, where it's just like the blood draw. and We did do that, yeah. yeah. That's the only test I think we ever did,
2: actually, besides the ultrasound. Oh, Tons ton of so, yeah. ultrasounds Yeah, as yeah. <laughs> type yeah. of diabetic. Yes. Yeah, but the only kind of genetic testing mm-hmm. that we did. And I would recommend it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, And so we're doing it, and we're going to have to pay out of pocket because I'm not 35 You're not geriatric? I'm not geriatric. (laughs) I'm not old. Um, But, you know, it's like fell within the cost of like what we were willing to do and the accuracy of it and things like that. But it's also just been a bitch trying to get – because like my doctor who has been awesome is trying to figure out like how do I do this? I don't have most clients that are under 35 that do it. And Mm -hmm. like so we haven't gotten – Ideally, sometime this week, I'll actually go and get my blood drawn, and then we'll know sometime next week, I guess, or so. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, we're gonna do that part. Yeah.
0: Very exciting. Well, let's take a step back. Okay. Um, so we'll release this podcast when there's when we're out of the woods. Okay. How about that? But, that good. It's gonna take me a while to get my shit together too. <laughs> um, let's talk about. Let's rewind to the beginning. Okay. Um, how and when did you find out you were pregnant?
1: Oh well, um, yeah, I don't think. Maybe we know this already. I don't think I, think I, I don't know. No, I let's don't it, remember. let down <laughs> yeah. on this track. Yeah. Um, so we'd been trying probably for about like eight cycles or so. And like every time I was like, this isn't it. And then the cycle that we got pregnant... I finally. I don't want to be like oh, I finally relaxed and like everything was okay, but I'd had like such a traumatic like cycle before where I got my period on Christmas Eve as I was getting ready for dinner with my family, and I was like, "This is not." I was not expecting this for another two days. I was mentally prepared for it then, and like not now. And so then going into January, I was like, "It's fine. Like well, whatever." Yeah. And then it's getting closer to when I should have got my period, and then I I didn't get it, and I was like, "Okay, well." Going out for drinks with people on Sunday. So was that Sunday that we all went out over Martin Luther King Jr. weekend to the brewery. I'm pointing at Jason. People yes. can't see that. <laughs> yes, I... But I don't know. But like Victor and Adrian and Ashley and all, we were all at that one. Anyways
0: sure yeah. <laughs> yes breweries yeah
1: sorry. back in January there's like been a blizzard in Seattle since then we barely remember anything yeah. um and so I was like well I know this is gonna happen so if I test before then I can't drink so I'm just gonna wait a day and if my period still doesn't come then I'll be fine and so then sure enough like Tuesday morning I woke up took a test and I was pregnant and confirmed I got the results actually on my birthday which was oh, very exciting uh, That's exciting yeah how did that make
0: you feel once, it, you,
1: yeah, it made me feel excited. Like it made me feel relieved and less stressed, mm-hmm. and like even all this other anxiety that I have, I still am like, I was still happy, and I still yeah. was like, Oh, this is a thing we're gonna get to do again. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna, this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So
0: terrific. Tell me, how did you tell your partner, Chris?
1: Uh, I woke him up (laughs) Uh, because I was just like getting ready for work and so then I like feed on the stick and I was like well I'll take a shower while it's you know doing its thing Mm -hmm. and then I saw that and I was like guess what (laughs) I'm pregnant and that's exactly how I told him last time he was like half awake and like he's also he's very excited and very I think in the similar boat of like well I don't want to get my hopes up like it's not really a thing yet, yet but yet. he was really excited about it and then probably went back to sleep once I left for work. So
0: <laughs> as one does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: did you yeah, I might be skipping ahead. Did did you decide to hold off to tell people because of your first miscarriage or did that not really play a factor in uh, whether or not you wanted to tell people?
1: A little bit. So I ended up telling some people at book club the next, or maybe even that week, because Mm -hmm. everyone was drinking and I wasn't. And despite the fact that I've passed up drinks in the past, because I think everybody knew that we were trying, Mm -hmm. that like, is really obvious. And I was like, I can't keep the secret. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I need to explode this onto everyone right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So then, like, I told them, people at book club and... And that was exciting because then I felt like okay like I don't have to hide when I'm feeling sick or like mm-hmm. other things that are going on with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um and then as we got further along I think because of the miscarriage definitely why I didn't tell like my dad immediately or why I didn't we didn't tell like the larger friend group right away but you know I feel like 10 11 weeks is like an appropriate time. Yeah, you know, it seems good.
0: Absolutely. Um uh, how okay, so you've or almost out of the first trimester. How it's, was that? <laughs> f- how was that physically or emotionally?
1: Oh, it was a terrible, horrible time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've talked about it before and I'll t- probably talk about it, you know, once MB's born and all of that and make them know what happened. But like it was I had terrible, you know, nausea all day long, vomiting multiple times a day, like couldn't keep anything down. It was physically exhausted. I wasn't able to work out, I'd say, for six weeks, like because I would just come home tired. And that's like the longest I've gone without working out in like the last 11, 12 years. So, like, it was a really big, like, emotional change for me because I wasn't mm-hmm. physically active. I was feeling crappy and I just wanted to lay on the couch the entire time. So, I had to like always talk to myself of like, this isn't your depression. This is this you know thing taking over your body and your hormones going running amok and it was just yeah it's and luckily my doctor was awesome and got me some zofran to help with the anti-nausea and that's been wonderful but yeah there's just sort of like i kind of want to be like there's no way i could do this again with and like a, like having a second well we're not like well i don't feel like 100 percent close to the idea at this point i'm like no way could i handle a baby and being pregnant and feeling sick all the time, like that's just not going to yeah, happen.
2: I've heard some other people do it, and they said it was pretty miserable. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Allison, you were shaking your head pretty vigorously when Megan mentioned being tired all the time during the first trimester.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, don't hold it against me, Megan. I I never vomited during my first trimester, and I had nausea for like a week, but it was pretty mild Mm -hmm. um but I remember feeling really exhausted and having that oh no like I'm stronger than this and I can be better than this exhaustion and feeling bad I think I did try to go to the gym a few times and I remember only being able to do like a tenth of my workout because I just would start and I just be like I need to give up right now (laughs) uh and feeling guilty about being so tired and then now that I look back on it I'm like no I should have enjoyed having a reason to be so exhausted and not beat myself up about not being you know on top of everything and mm-hmm. doing everything and getting everything done um I reflect on that and being like whoa why can't we just relax yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and realize that we're
1: producing another person
2: inside of us
1: yeah I think it's one of the things that I have taken from, like, you and Ashley mm-hmm. and other people that have been pregnant is, like, leaning into the, like, self-care part of the first trimester of just mm-hmm. being, like, you get to take care of you. And if you mean sleeping for when you get home or napping or all these other things, like, that's what you get to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll get energy later on in the pregnancy. like. You won't get to sleep afterwards, so you should, you know, do these things now. And so, like, I think that's been really helpful. And Chris has also been super helpful. It's like that part because there was a lot of things that, like, I used to just do in regards to either cooking or just picking up the house or different things that I didn't I didn't mind doing it. Like, I feel like it was an even balance of our chores and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then, like, seeing him take over some of those duties and take care of the house uh in a way that he hadn't uh previously uh was really nice and i just felt like always grateful and also wanted to cry every time i thanked him because i'm a ball of hormones (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like i don't know why i'm crying at you but like you're so wonderful thank you
2: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that's great definitely how i remember it yeah Yeah. (laughs) um have you you don't have to share but have mm. you picked out a name and your thought process around that
1: uh we actually have picked out names and we picked out names i think even before we got married and i can't remember if we talked about this before in the podcast or not but like i don't remember, I don't it. remember, I don't remember it. it in it's the podcast. something that i talk about a lot so i'm not sure <laughs> who i tell or when i tell it uh-huh. um but yeah we decided that uh if it's a girl the name would be lily ann And then if it's a boy, it'd be uh, Samuel Peter. And they'll both have Chris's last names um, because- Was
0: that Lily space Anne? Yeah, Lily
1: space Anne. So like her first name is Lily, middle name is Anne, Anne, Uh and then McMurdy. And so- um... Spelling? Uh, traditional L I L Y Lily and then okay. and no
0: e no oh no e okay um, okay because
1: so the and is because that was my mom's middle name gotcha. and so I wanted to have some part of my name or family's names in both okay. our kids' yeah. names
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Samuel Peter
2: Peter yeah where does Sam Samuel's Samuel. from the Chris side right yeah. yeah so
1: Chris is a good Mormon has like five names that are like transferred down from his family mm-hmm. it's Samuel Joseph and Robert, and Paul, and, and any coordination of that is right. in his family. Um, and Samuel in particular, I like the name, but the Samuel McMurdy of McMurdy family <laughs> was part of the uh, Mountain Meadows Massacre. And I don't know, did you guys ever read um, Under the Banner of Heaven? No. No, I
2: meant to, and okay. then I was like, wait, why do I want to read
1: this? About? <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> It's a really interesting book. I think mm-hmm. it's it might be harder that you have a kid because it involves like a baby getting murdered, which is really sad. Yeah. But there's a whole lot more about like the FLDS and Mormon history and mm-hmm. really interesting things. And so anyways, this Meadow Mountain Massacre is mentioned. And basically the gist of it is, is Samuel and a couple other people under um, Brigham Young's advice went and massacred a bunch of people that were innocent and made it look like the native americans did it and it was a terrible horrible thing that like lasted over 4 days and then samuel like picked up his stuff and just like left and then they all pinned it on one guy who agreed to be the scapegoat and like he, this guy testified against him and so it's like this really intense thing and i somehow am so fascinated <laughs> by it that i want to name my child after this person samuel. <laughs> what a what
0: a long shadow to cast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: But um, did you just
1: refer to
2: your baby as, like, M.B.? Did oh, I hear yeah, that right? Oh, yeah, you what? did.
1: So the full name of what is growing inside of me is mm-hmm. M.B. McFetus because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we wanted to have a nickname that wasn't going to be, like, gender revealing because yeah. we'll probably we'll find out the sex of the baby with the cell-free mm-hmm. DNA testing. Yeah. But,
0: oh, w- oh, excuse me. Yes, oh, that's, that's an so, update. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I say, think last time well, we, we discussed
1: this. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. us more. So... so I conceded in that, like, because it didn't, like, I didn't want to know because I didn't want to tell other people because I don't want other people mm-hmm. ascending different gendered ideas to my child, to mm-hmm. gifts that they give, mm-hmm. to expectations and all that sort of like unconscious bias and very conscious, like mama's little girl and yeah. princessy yeah, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so... That like because it means so much to him, then I can easily be like, well, we just don't tell anybody. Yeah. So then we just keep calling it MB, and then we'll forget Does what it's- MB Sanford for. Embryo. Something? Embryo.
2: Oh, I thought it was N- M as in like Michael. Oh. Yeah.
0: N- oh, I thought it was N as in Nancy, like new oh. baby, like new baby. Oh. MB, N- oh. whatever. But
2: yeah. oh, I like that MB. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. Great. So <laughs> you've cha- you've changed your mind. I have our- changed my okay. mind.
1: Yes. Um And then, you know, we just won't tell people and... Oh, this is going to kill me.
0: Who do you think... <laughs> whom will it be harder for to keep the secret, you or Chris? Chris.
1: You think, yeah? Because he, I think that he'll let it slip without thinking. Mm-hmm. And because I, cause, because to him, it's not that big of a deal people know. Mm-hmm. And to me, it is. So I'm going to make sure Fine. that I'm extra right conscious of like the words that i use and what i say and Mm -hmm. he can also drink so he could get drunk and tell people right (laughs) yeah so we knew we know who to invite over yeah
2: Mm -hmm. fly
1: Mm -hmm. with
0: whiskey Mm -hmm. right so i remember in an early conversation so you mentioned chris can drink um uh which is feeds into my question of how has your life changed so far (laughs) so you are are not drinking yes
1: um I mean, essentially, Chris decided that I'm not drinking. And that sounds very sort of controlling. And I want listeners to understand that it's not in the sense that I've done research. I shared the same research with him about like drinking during pregnancy and what's moderation and okay and things like that. And he his, uh, you know, come back to it was, well, if you don't drink, there's no risk of the baby getting any sort of alcohol fetal syndrome or any Mm. any issues and i can't you can't disagree with that you know like that's true if i don't drink there is no risk um but because i didn't also want to feel like i was being controlled and monitored for something that we're both embarking on together that we had to come up with a plan for him and then with the first pregnancy he was like well i just won't drink And he actually did that for, I mean, he only did it for, like, nine weeks. But we went to New Orleans. Like, he didn't drink. He didn't do anything. That's a feat. Yeah. i You know, I was impressed. Um, But then with this time around, he was just like, no. Like, I'm going to keep drinking. And I'm like, well, then we need to come up with something. Another plan. Another compromise. Mm -hmm. So the compromise is is he pays me $5 out of his own personal money every time he has a drink. Like, a beverage. Not like a sip um and it's working out so far so good and how much
0: money have you made so far
1: (sighs) i think i'm up to um about 50 bucks right now so and i'm excited because we're going to vegas next weekend and there'll be lots of drinking there
2: yeah that's credit card debt will get paid down yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i guess the next question is how's he gonna feel about drinking while breastfeeding or Uh it's like day one a baby's life is it gonna be like tequila shots? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know we've really talked about it, and I'd have to like re-show him the like research about breast right, like, milk right, like, and things right. like that. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, a conversation down the road. Yeah, I mean, if I still keep getting paid, like that's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I think for a lot of people, it's all about risk management. Of you know, some people are comfortable with the researcher, the risk of eating lunch meat. Yeah. And, you know, they they feel very comfortable eating that. Um, but then other risks like alcohol or hair dye, they don't feel comfortable with. So it's it's better to avoid those things. I um, think the trouble gets in is when other people start judging other people oh, yeah. for what risks they are are not comfortable with taking. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I'm not looking forward to is being like visibly pregnant and then having people decide what They should, I should or shouldn't be doing or what they're going to talk to me or give me advice or want to touch me. Yeah.
2: I know I hated always going out when I was in the third trimester because I felt like if I did get a drink, I was always worried about what other people were thinking or if they were looking at me weird. And no one actually ever said anything, but. That's uh, good. Yeah. So that was good. Mm -hmm. But I always kind of like felt prejudged for those Mm
1: -hmm. things. Yeah, what is bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> bleep. Yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, I already ruined. Oh it no, 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 no.
2: no. We, <laughs> you're not the first person. I swear.
0: Um, Has anything surprised you this uh, about being pregnant or progressing in your pregnancy?
1: I didn't think I'd anticipate like how tired I was and mm-hmm. how much that would impact like everything, like that I do in regards to my level of wanting to go out or you know be at work or just be up at the house like i want to go to bed at 9 30 and then i'll be asleep pretty soon after that like it's not just i want the comfort of a bed and like the way that it's like really impacted like my working out like i've like i didn't think that i wouldn't be unable to do it as mm-hmm. much as i do you have, have the
2: desire to work out still I'm, and just don't
1: have the energy i did a, a yes and no it's yeah. unclear if it's like the desire or my mental state of being like you should be doing this like mm-hmm. you'll feel better mm-hmm. and um and the like l- i think the like whole like it gets better with the second trimester thing is actually true and that like this last week or so i've actually been like doing more cardio and getting it back into weights and things mm-hmm. and I mean, it's not like you like I could do like a tenth of what I normally could right, do, right. Yeah. but it's better than nothing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that like the physical changes is really what surprised me the most.
0: Gotcha.
2: And I remember going to the gym when I was five or six months pregnant, and I felt like just announcing to the room, "Hello, I am pregnant. I am working out. Everyone, applaud me. <laughs> I am amazing. I am here." If I slip, someone please catch me. The end. You know, like I, I felt like everybody should notice I was pregnant at the gym and applaud me. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I internally did one time because I saw you at the gym and you went was pregnant I was like, God, Allison's such a badass. Like, look at her
2: go. <laughs> if that man. might be you, though. I, I, I did, thankfully, have a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say energetic, but I felt totally normal in my second trimester. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like my normal self. And seven, I think month seven, I was like, "Fuck the gym, yeah, <laughs> that's not happening anymore."
0: Oh, <laughs> um, have you thought about the, the the day of birth in terms of the plan you're having? Who's gonna be there? I mean, knowing that he, everyone has a birth plan until you have your first contraction, right? Um, right. But like, um, describe your ideal, your vision board <laughs> birth plan.
1: I think right now it's just both of us getting out alive and healthy to an extent like i think that like i don't want to plan too far ahead because i'm trying to manage my expectations still um but i mean like i also have my own thoughts about like i don't want to be induced because you know pectin is not is bad for you i mean not bad but like it's not great like it's not fun yeah and you know i definitely want an epidural because i don't want to feel the pain and i feel okay about that and um, I mean, I definitely want Chris with me. And, like, and I just think about other people who have, like, moms there, other, like, female, you know, yeah, people there. Yeah. And I think, like, would I even have wanted my mom in yeah. the room with yeah. me? And the answer is probably no. But, like, she was always the person, like, when I was sick, no matter how old I was or where I was, like, if I called her and I'm like, I'm sick, make me feel better and... Like she would, so I feel like that would be sort of like a a calming thing for me to have. But at the same point, I also feel like I'm assuming it's a pretty crowded place. Like there's more than just you and your partner and a Mm -hmm. doctor and there's nurses Mm -hmm. and like... Lots of nurses? Yeah. And how many people do I really want around?
2: I never thought about it like that, actually. I think... When you're actually pushing, you probably it's crowded. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think before the pushing, like the like getting into labor, mm-hmm. I I think it would be nice to have some people there that were supportive mm-hmm. and could calm you or distract you. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I,
2: I just it was just the two of us yeah. for ours and. You know, it was the mm-hmm. middle of the night, so I don't think any of our friends would want <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to be there. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, um, as you will probably find out if you choose to take some classes, um, yeah. uh, the first phase of labor can be, like, a long time like be- forever, before they even want you yeah. at the hospital. So, yeah. like, just trying to, like, chill and not lose your shit, like, at your home uh, can be really nerve-wracking. I know for some folks that was not our experience, but yeah. it is a very common experience. Yeah. Yeah um do you plan on taking any sort of fun or not fun classes or things like that
1: oh yeah definitely i definitely want to take sort of the like obviously like infant cpr and want to know how to put in a car seat right or whatever i don't know if you need a whole class for that but i'm assuming
0: just there's a very helpful car seat lady that can will both like show you how to install your car seat and then how to put it put the baby doll in it
2: perfect yeah they'll come to your house i I didn't know about this until i don't even know who Who told told us but um There's actually like four or five women in King County (laughs) that if you schedule it, they'll come to your house and like tell you how to put the car seat in and then help you and have give you tips. And they don't charge anything, but they do strongly suggest that. a like donation. A so I think yep. we gave her like, our donation, yeah. I think we gave her like a $20. Oh, I think it was something. more. I think we gave her
0: more. I hope we gave her more.
2: I don't know. We were just so happy to like, <laughs> that someone came to our house to help us.
0: If you, if you truly are hard up, uh, we are not masters of getting car seats in That's and out true. of cars now, yeah. too.
2: Jason was nice and he said we, and <laughs> I still have yet to, I think I did it once ever, but Jason's a master at it now.
0: And you have a newer CR, you have a newer car, I do. Um, which have latches that come designed for car seats. Um, oh. It makes it uh, It makes under, it really simple. Really yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> once you find out where the latches are. Anyway. Yeah. Um, how about nursery planning? Have you picked out the one of your many rooms for a nursery <laughs> and what that's gonna be like?
1: Yeah, I think we're gonna pick the bedroom next to ours for the nursery and that's about it. And we'll paint because it's ugly paint right now and steam clean the carpets because they are dirty. Mm-hmm. And I'll take all of my uh, holiday decorations and crafting mm-hmm. stuff out of that closet <laughs> and put it somewhere else. And I think that's sort of like as far as we've gotten yeah. on it. I'm just sort of like overwhelmed with like all the things that you need to or should buy mm-hmm. and need to be in there. and
2: uh I'm a wealth of unsolicited advice. Yes. And uh, (laughs) one thing that I would kind of earmark for later on in your pregnancy is setting up a nursing station that Mm. is super comfortable and has good back and neck support. I would recommend a lazy boy, but it is extremely ugly. (laughs) Um, And then having like lots of snacks and plugins for your phone and water bottles and everything is within reach. So if a baby is laying on you, you don't have to, to move at all to be comfortable or be entertained. That's good to know. It's true. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, you have like a phone holder so you can like watch something while yeah. you... Yeah. And your headphones mm-hmm. and just yeah. like
2: everything is within arm's reach.
0: That was pretty nice.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> that time. <laughs> mm.
0: Have I asked you this question? What are you worried or unsure about as a first time parent?
1: Oh, uh, everything. Um, I definitely like. I mean, I went down a rabbit hole about like safe sleeping the other day because of a podcast that I was listening to oh, was no. talking about yeah. it, and I was like, "Well, I think I got this Sids thing under control," but like, you know, yeah, you also don't at the same time. But I feel yeah, like confident, yeah. but, like that's probably like the one thing as them being a baby that I'm like, oh, I don't know what I could do, but it's more like once they get older and. Are making friends and going to school and all of those sort of harder I'd say like parenting things like that's what I'm more unsure of um just because they become more autonomous and then like you hope that they listen to you because they love you and respect you and want to stay living with you but like you have no control over that yeah and so I think the things like that where I have zero control over the future is what makes me nervous the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I
2: think you get a little, a little more confident as a parent as it goes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes me feel more hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) Is like I'm like, okay, well, I conquered this day. Yeah, I can conquer the next
1: day. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, what does your immediate um, maternity leave paternity leave plan look like or what what does that envision right now
1: so right now it'll probably be that so i'm due at the end of september so i'll take off october through december and then part of january i think mm-hmm. it's sort of unclear at this point and then because washington state started their paid family leave program chris is available is has the option to get three months of i think it's like Sixty-five percent of his salary, Mm -hmm. Um, and so then he'll do the three months after me. And so the problem is, is that like you can't start applying for benefits until January of twenty twenty, and then I think you have to wait thirty days. So it's unclear. We don't know quite yet, like how long he'll have to wait to start using it. So it might be like a weird in between of begging a grandparent to come stay for a few weeks until we can have parent coverage again, and then yeah. Um, do, would
2: your work let you take an extra month off, like unpaid or?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they would like. Um, and, and
2: like as a last resort.
1: Yeah, I think they would definitely let me do that. And I would, I think like if I wanted to like use up all my vacation time, I could probably do that too. Um, it's just a matter of like, do I want to or needing to save some of that time for the future? Right. Um, and because part of me also maybe will like want to go back four days a week versus five when it first you know transition in and things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i mean i have no idea how i'm going to be like i might never want to go back to work and hate it every day or i might be very excited Mm -hmm. to go back to work like it's there's
0: there's a lot of feelings that happen yeah Yeah.
2: and i feel like it's it's so hard to you can't really call it until you're there yeah ready to make that decision Mm -hmm. yeah so many uncertain questions
0: yeah well as you i think one thing that surprised me a lot or maybe surprised us as we became parents or reflected on parents was just reflecting a lot on like your own parents, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. um, have you had any thoughts about that, about reflecting about uh, your parents or, or Chris and his, his parents or, or things like that and what how, what that is looking like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely really thought about it a lot, especially in like regards to my parents because I feel like I had a really good childhood and I feel like my parents were always supportive and unconditional loving and like was as good as it could sort of get in th- that way Um and so I would hope to be able to have that for our kid and like I think especially like with Chris's parents being divorced like I don't want to get divorced and I don't want our kid to have to deal with that and like I think um, yeah it'll just be really interesting but yeah, I mean, I think that like I lucked out and I had a really great. I, I mean, I have a great dad still, and so like, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's all the things that like my mom did that you know all these like random lullaby songs that I know that no one other kid knows, but like my kid will now know all of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, that's really special, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
2: you don't have to answer this mm-hmm. question, but um, have you thought about or are you? Excited or worried or everything about how a baby will affect your marriage and your relationship with Chris?
1: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, And and Chris and I have talked about this before, especially in regards to like the hours he keeps working and Mm -hmm. like because he works from home, it's a lot easier to work longer hours and to just keep going when there is a lot of work or even if there isn't a lot of work and having to remind him that like this can't last like there's gonna have to be a hard time when you're done working right and the you know you can't have a month long of so much work to get done that you're spending weekends doing it like that'll have to change and I think like that's gonna be one thing that's gonna be like hard on us of like making sure that we're both prioritizing our families and You know, not wanting to, um, I don't know, put that second. But then even like with with Chris and I, that I think it'll just be more important to like make sure we have time together and like really like, I'm all for scheduling anything romantic that you need to do as a couple. Like Mm -hmm. that's, for me, that's super important because then it shows it's a priority for both of you. Like it's on the calendar Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know. We're both sort of very lazy people, and that like if we don't put in the work, things will go to the wayside. And so I just sort of worry that we'll get too complacent at some point. But I have no proof that that will happen. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, I think it's great that you're even thinking about it now to have those discussions beforehand.
1: Did you guys think about it at all,
2: or did you just wing it? We definitely thought about it. I can't remember how much we thought about it before he was born. But I remember not long after he was born, already making plans for date nights and trying to get out and and spend time. So I think we tried really hard to make time together a priority as much as we could. Um, I, I think after the first year, though, we got a little bit more lazy and I think just now have... Try to make it more of a priority again so it it kind of comes and goes but it it mm-hmm. is hard because you just or at least i feel like you can balance work self-care your partner your child you can only take care of like three of those things at a mm-hmm. time um i I'm like, I like a good, can't, in a good moment in a good moment yeah. right yeah. <laughs> you know like and in bad moments it's like one or two of those things um, so, yeah, in a good moment, I can take care of three out of the four. And so it's always juggling what is the fourth that I'm not taking care of right mm-hmm. now um, and how long can I not take care of, that, of it before I need to juggle again. Uh, and oftentimes, it's your time with your partner that gets – or self-care that gets sacrificed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, if if again, if you ignore it for too long – then depression and Mm. anxiety and just, you know, all those other things can creep in before you can realize the need to (laughs) focus on those things
1: again. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, I guess my last question would be before I open the floor. uh, (laughs) Do you have any fun, like, uh, baby moon or baby brocations or things like that <laughs> kind of in the books before oh September. yeah baby uh, besides you got, vegas coming, you got vegas, up. Vegas,
1: yeah. vegas coming up and then in july uh, chris's grandpa well he's not turning 90 until october but july is when most of the grandkids could go to utah so we'll be going to utah and celebrating grandpa joe and seeing all of chris's family which which will be exciting because i've never been to his like home and he's got like apples and you know, there's always good sh- uh, pork tri- shoulder trees. baking. Apple trees. <laughs> there's that. There's not a whole orchard, I don't gotcha. think. But there's enough that he takes it and makes like pressed cider and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Allegedly has a seven foot grill and so I'd like to imagine a 90 year old man grilling for him and his wife on a seven foot grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. Back at old Jason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, exciting thing that we will get to go to Samuel McMurdy's grave because he's because McMurdy didn't travel far when they were in Utah. Oh. And so his grave is about 20 minutes from where we'll be we staying. Oh. Yeah. The potential namesake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, at I guess, at one of the nicest cemeteries. So it's very cool. Even though
0: he was a murderer?
1: Yes. You know, like eclectic family history. <laughs> like I can't wait for like that like second grade family tree project. And then I get to explain their namesake, you know? That sounds like a very scary day in elementary school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll probably traumatize the kid for a long time, and they won't actually want to talk about it. So that's yeah. <laughs> no,
0: fine. It's true. Well, Alison, do you have any other questions?
1: I
2: have. Have you thought about this? Is I? I I'm only asking because we yeah. were just talking about religion ish. Um, but have you talked about like? Raising a child, religion, non-religion, are like big philosophical views mm-hmm. like that yet? Or? Uh,
1: definitely non-religion. Yeah. Uh, both Chris and I were raised religious and hated it, and that it's not something that isn't important yeah. to us. Yeah. The one thing I do want to somehow impose is a, some sense of spirituality, mm-hmm. and that like. Because I think there's something that is sort of comforting sometimes in not feeling alone in really bad times, but like feeling like maybe there is something greater, bigger and it's not a god or an entity or like, you know, waves of energy, but just something else that like, I don't know, just makes you feel a little better when you need it. Um, And then, you know, because I also think like things like about like, if you like, practice gratuity and thoughtfulness and mindfulness like that can have more that can have physiological effects on you Mm -hmm. how you feel your Mm -hmm. anxiety and depression and like i think those are things that you could you can have that are on the spiritual realm but not you know religious and yeah um
2: and are there things you're looking forward to in your third trimester when like you get really big
1: (laughs) i mean i think i'm looking forward to the like and I, I'm going to regret this, I know, but, yeah. like, the constant movement of the mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. I mean, one, because, like, you know, our friend Patty's pregnant. She'll send these videos of her baby, like, just, like, kicking out her stomach. And I'm like, that is the craziest thing that happens. How, like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, being able to see that and then... Hopefully, my dog is laying on my stomach one time when it happens and getting to watch his reaction yeah. being kicked in the face. Like, <laughs> that is, you know, really what I'm looking, looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was my favorite thing as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's it's pretty fun to see. You should look forward to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, Megan, thank you so much for answering our questions. Oh, yeah. Do you have any questions or follow-ups for um us, oh, we are not new parents by any stretch of the imagination anymore, <laughs> no. but oh, we sort of them remember parents. a lot. No, we just we know. just finished shepherding our our pep, first Peps group through, so um, we definitely have worked with parents through the first <laughs> twelve weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's for Jason, but like when Allison was pregnant, especially like in the first couple trimesters, like did you feel connected to the pregnancy at all did or was it like when did it become more real for you
0: mm-hmm. um i feel like also not being superstitious but knowing that there i mean with being a geriatric pregnancy having a type one <clears throat> having a diabetic pregnancy and things like that i knew that this was ours was not going to be a simple pregnancy or an air quotation marks easy none of Mm. of them are easy but it wasn't going to be a simple pregnancy so I guess I didn't really become emotionally invested until we got our genetic testing back Mm -hmm. and everything was good and the heartbeat was good and everything was was good so that for to me what knew that's when I knew it was real or like that we could really start investing in Mm -hmm. it and then I think um yeah probably near that end of that second trimester when you got you know when You'd, I could start feeling the baby and things like that. That's when yeah, it's like yeah. got like super real.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's hard because you'll you'll feel the baby before Chris can, right. and so there's like a waiting game of like I can feel,
0: <laughs> right, or like <laughs> oh, right. no, mature. just keep your yeah. keep your hand there. Can you feel yeah, that? You yeah, you like, yeah. oh, no. can feel anything. Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. I think it's so interesting, like, as the woman of like, you're like, every day you know that you're pregnant, and then having to like express that in a way to your partner that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I get it, though. If I was a non pregnant person, I'd be like, well, you know, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe you, but yeah. I'm not gonna. And
2: do I know, I have a friend who's pregnant now, and I don't see her any any so we just text occasionally and every time i text her i'm like oh and then we'll go get wine and like yeah. drink a bunch and she's like well i'll just buy the wine so i can drink it later and i'm like ah you're pregnant
0: <laughs> i keep forgetting
2: i hate this like it's really more painful for me than you right now Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i would i would definitely say that like yeah you as the as the non non non-bearing partner it's it's definitely hard to like you know definitely i could still see you know allison being super tired or having to go through all these uh, doctor's visits or like you know with the insulin resistance going all wonky through different phases just like having that mess with it and i know that we were kind of adjusting were you still adjusting to a pump at that no i mean you no got i had been on a pump, pump for a while, while
2: but it was all weird and yeah so just kind of highlights like, yeah. things i didn't think about because like i always wear my insulin pump around my belly oh yeah and then all of a sudden i was like and there's a big thing in my belly and like i had to move things around i was like oh i didn't even think about crap like that yeah. and like mm-hmm. suddenly things don't fit in your pockets because like everything's stretched you know it's just all that adjustment time
0: yeah, yeah. so I'd just say that was it was hard and knowing that uh, <clears throat> I mean you don't enjoy being diabetic so like yeah. just knowing that and as another layer oh, just another reminder of, of kind of making that difficult I know that was was hard mm-hmm. for me to like see you like have to go through that
2: yeah I think I don't know, I'm speaking for Jason now, but hard to watch your partner go through something you're not able to either help with or experience yourself mm-hmm. or be able to relate to. I think that's hard for the other side. Yeah. And then the same is true, I think, for breastfeeding after the fact. Yeah. Like it's I like think it's a hard on both partners just because you're trying to learn this new thing and your partner's trying to help but he doesn't have boobs and I don't know it's just like an awkward learning curve yeah
0: yeah I would say it was a very stressful Stressful. (laughs) yeah time I mean help out the best you can but you know feeding the formula but yeah yeah. yeah, it was stressful and then knowing that you Extra layers that moms feel in terms of, the, I'm sure, the complicated discourse around breastfeeding yeah. oh. and feeding yeah. your child. So, yeah,
1: oh my gosh, but hopefully
2: you'll get lucky and feeding will. Because for a lot of women, feeding is, I wouldn't say ever easy, yeah. but it comes more fluidly or,
1: mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, yeah, that like your baby's a good eater and yeah,
2: things whatever. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I only hope that because like it's cheaper than formula. You know, like for yeah. <laughs> Although, sort of not. Re- oh, because well, it's well, all your, the like the time, time. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, it's
2: just more like your time and energy mm-hmm. that yeah. I would That's argue true. it's more expensive than formula <laughs> in the end. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because,
2: <laughs> like, all the time I took off of work mm-hmm. to pump and the feeding in the middle of the night. You know, like all that time goes into it. Is I think so much more work and expense than. Formula, yeah. but I would, I would still do it. Yeah, if
0: and really, I mean, like you get your Costco packet formula. It's, and true, it's not, yeah. it's not cheap, but it's <laughs> not as prohibitive as say, like di- diapers are surprisingly. I mean, expensive. it's yeah. cheaper yeah. than
2: my wine. So <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to you getting to go through that, and yeah. experience that, ups and downs.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Well, assuming when we release this podcast that uh, things are still going really well. Yes. Oh, well, it will. And with the C-slide yeah. of day, things are going well. <laughs> well, how can, how can your friends or people that are really excited, knowing that sometimes being the focal point of attention can be yeah. a little bit overwhelming for all of us, what's the best way that they can support you emotionally? Yeah. Um, what a great
1: question. So next excellent question. I think the like random check-ins is just the most thoughtful thing... Um, just cause like, I've had a couple of friends just, like, between like the miscarriage and now just like send a random text that has like, that came at the right time and they didn't know it was the right time mm-hmm. and that I was like, this is just what I needed. And I think like we should all do random check-ins. Like I think yeah. like that's yeah. an important thing, but especially like people who have been pregnant and being like, oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. how is this? And being like, oh. And then thinking, God, you're so thoughtful. Am I? I don't think I'm that thoughtful, <laughs> but like, you know, that sort of thing. And I will take unsolicited advice with a, you know, depending yeah. on who the audience person is. Right, right. Allison, you're very good at it, so I will <laughs> take that. But you know, thanks. Nice. I mean, you can put me in my place.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like Ashley was just like, uh huh, uh huh, and I'm like, Dan, I'm doing it again. <laughs>
1: Um, but, you know, I don't need strangers on a bus telling me that my hips are good for a childbirth. Yeah, Like our friend Patty yes. experience. Yeah.
0: Oh, good times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did not nearly the same, but uh, just like two days ago, I was getting guessing up my car and this random African-American man goes like, hey, where are you from? <laughs> so as an Asian, you yeah. kind of go through your mental checklist. So I was like, well, I'm, you know, from... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, interested. I, you know, I'm from Eastern Washington. He's like, you know, What race are you? I'm like, And then he starts, and I'm just like, uh, He's like, starts guessing. I'm like, Are you Thai? Are you Vietnamese? It's like, Well, no, I'm Chinese. He's like, No. Like, Chinese people I'm are skinny. Argue with you? Yeah. Chinese people are skinny. Like, you're broad. I'm like, You know, I'm just you know, hard working parents. Yeah. <laughs> Should just stop.
1: say, I'm Irish. i yeah. know. just like, Peace out. I
0: know. So, yeah. But no, it's not the same. But.
1: but no, I mean, strangers invading your personal space. <laughs> about, you know, could be sensitive topics and mm-hmm. yeah, not knowing how to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Great. Well, any other uh last oh, my my levels are off. Excuse me. Any other parting words uh, or anything before we let you go so we can all go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> by
1: 9:30. Uh no, just, you know, thank you for having me. This yeah, thanks for fun. talking about this.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you for yeah.
0: hearing it. Yeah. For season 2 Yeah. We'll see see how it goes. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to like us on Facebook for the latest posts and news, and you can always subscribe on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Typically, episodes are produced by me, Jason. Uh, Enjoy. You can always email us at halfthefunpodcast at gmail dot com. Take care.